0: My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, we have a photographer and a friend of mine, David Gershif. David, how are you doing today, man? Very
1: good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, brother. I'm I'm happy to have you on this podcast. For those who don't know, David and I were friends in high school and we have kept our friendship and remained friends over the years. Um I'm just really excited to have your story be told in a way like this. And um let's just let's just dive right into it, man. How about how's that sound?
1: <laughs> I feel the pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man, no pressure at all. Um it's been a minute since we talked, but I'm I'm really excited because You know, it's fun doing stories about people that are just great artists or creatives and whatnot. But doing a story with someone that you know and kind of seen grow over the years is really special. So um, but for those who don't know much about you, David, you know, give them a little background. Where are you from? Uh, What was your childhood like and what types of things did you enjoy as a kid?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was born in Denver uh, and then grew up in the Centennial Aurora area. Um and you know I mean I have an older brother who's like almost three years older than me so we were pretty close and um, a lot of childhood you know was spent of us just like running around outside with all of our friends in the neighborhood it was actually really cool because like everybody was the same age as us and it was the best and it was like you know, the the entire neighborhood, I mean, kids of all backgrounds, and we would just run around all day for years playing, you know, football, basketball, soccer, baseball, hockey in the street, like, um, so it was, like, very full of sports, yeah. um, and just, like, you know, the backyard sports, so that had a big, big influence on me, and that's, like, where I really fell in love with basketball, because, um, like a bunch of kids had hoops i eventually got a hoop and we're like you know we would just play all the time yeah. that was like the best and then eventually into like rec centers and all that but um yeah i'm first generation my parents are from my mom's from ukraine my dad's from tajikistan oh wow so i grew up i mean russian was my first language uh I grew up in that kind of, you know, that household. Right. So, and like all of my friends around me, like my best friends growing growing up, Rizwan and Frazan, they're from Pakistan. Like Jordan, his, he was a Mexican. He is Mexican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had like a bunch of Chinese kids in the neighborhood. Like, you know, so growing up, like my neighborhood was super, super diverse. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I I was exposed to that at a young age, and, you know, speaking a different language from all my peers was also, I mean, that's all I know, but, like, you come to realize that, like, that's not everybody's
0: reality. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's super, that's super cool, I didn't even, Tajikistan is what you said, is where your dad's from? Yeah. Dude, I did not know that, um, I knew, (laughs) I knew knew it was somewhere, but I didn't know, you know, exactly where, but that's really cool, that's super cool. That's that last name. Yeah, exactly, I yeah, <laughs> Gershiv, is that, did I say it right? Is, it's Gershiv, right? Or how? Yeah, you say
1: it, you say it spot on.
0: Spot on, okay, good, because I was a little bit yeah. nervous, because I've always said it that in that way, and I was like, oh man, if I mess up this man's intro with the wrong last name.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've heard, I've heard many different variations.
0: Yeah. So so a little bit, so you, you enjoyed the backyard sports, basketball, football, probably soccer, things like some of the things you said. Um, like, how do you see that, like, kind of affecting who you are now? Or, like, are you a, you're still a big sports fan? Or, like, um, kind of yeah. tell me about that. Uh, I mean, basketball still, like, you
1: know... The first love. <laughs> yeah. Like, for a point in time, all I ever, you know, talked about, thought about, did, it's just, like, basketball. Like, if I didn't have a ball, like, I was still, like, air practicing moves or whatever or just, like, reading and I was, like, collecting sports cards and, like, you know, watching games. Just, like, I was I was definitely, I mean, I guess a theme with me is, like, if I start liking something, you know, I dive in very deep and I think that's actually the first thing which is basketball like there's a sports card store on Parker and like where 225 is yeah where that starts Mm -hmm. and like I would go in there when I was in like fourth grade my parents would take me and like I was in there talking about like Walt Frazier, like, like the dude who's selling cars. He's like, who the hell is this little kid? And, like, I'm asking how much, like, the Walt Frazier doll is. <laughs> he's like, I don't know about Walt Frazier. But, you know, it's just, like, I was, like, in it. Just it fully immersed. And I think that shows, you know, I think that has taken itself into every other thing I'm interested, like it's a part of who you I'm are. Clothes, yeah, just like nerd out. Um, but you know, sports has been a very big influence on me. I think that taught me a lot about people. You know, when or, when you're playing, like whatever it is, twenty-one, one-on-one, five-on-five. Like, yeah. You know, you learn a lot about yourself and others. Yeah. Um, and just like how to play by yourself, how to be in a team.
0: Yeah. I still love basketball so much. Same, same, and that's a and it's interesting. That's also a perfect segue into kind of what. I, well, my next question is, and that you know, it's a part of who you are now. Like you nerding out about these different aspects that you, you know, that you enjoy, right? Yeah. When did that start for photography? Where did, Where did your love for photography come from? Yeah,
1: that's. Um, I I don't know if I can like pinpoint it, but mm-hmm. I always. I like looking at, like, my old family photos and just, like, historical, you know, the classic, like, Great Depression, the guys on the beam, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love looking at those photos because you get a sense of, like, nostalgia, but without being there, yeah. you know? Like, I exists, not exist, <laughs> but you feel something. Like, it evokes an emotion. Yeah. Um, and that's, I I love that. You know, there's, I mean, you can feel that with many different things, music, movies, running, basketball, like, whatever. Right. But that was just, like, I felt it so hard, you know, and, like, it's a visual thing. Like, you're looking at it, you're sitting there, especially if it's a print, you know, it's a very physical thing. Um, so I don't know if there's, like, a really a time, but, like, gradually it's definitely evolved, you know. Yeah. As I started learning more and more, like, Um, I guess in high school, I was very interested in photography and I got a camera, my dad got me a camera and, you know, I was taking pictures of like my shoes and stuff.
0: Right. I remember. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But,
1: uh, uh, there comes like, okay, I'm, I'm very interested in like the technical aspects of it, you know, just getting the proper exposure is a big thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like with digital cameras, you're getting immediate feedback. So there was that, like I, I, I kind of got into the technicality of it and then it's like you start going back and prior to digital there's so many different cameras, you know, and like all of that is just like super fascinating and you can go down rabbit holes of whatever format, like 35 or medium format or, or large or, or pinhole cameras, whatever you want, like
0: you yeah.
1: can do whatever. But... Um, the gear is also, that's, like, a cool thing. I, I love, you know, just, like, learning about old cameras and, like, what people used to take pictures back in the day. Like, I'm using some sort of expensive equipment. They weren't. Why are their pictures, like, so good? Right. Like, okay, has nothing right. to do with the camera. Yeah. It's the eye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, you know, like, I uh, I like learning about photographers and, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from them and, um. yeah just like diving deep into all those guys and and the men and women who shaped the history of photography is is really cool yeah i'm kind of rambling right now i don't even remember the question
0: no you answered it i mean the question was where did your love come from and you kind of explained oh, okay. it you know eloquently i think so i think you hit on something really important which is that photography has this deep history right like it's it's really a powerful moment in, in humanity to be able to say, chick, chick, you know, and capture something yeah. with, with with a photo. Um, I'm I get chills about it a little bit because I think it is so visual. It is so um, artistic at times. It can be obviously it can show history, and I think you just you did a great job of explaining it and the fact that you do know so much about the you know the old um types of equipment or like exploring and learning and, and kind of researching and those things it just speaks to the level of love that you have i think a lot of people want to be photographers right um but yeah. it, it takes a lot more than just pulling out your iphone or whatever and, and snapping pictures to consider yourself one and i think that you've taken it to that next level and i really respect it and what i want to ask you is you know how have you developed your skill as a photographer over the years
1: um yeah, I think taking pictures helps. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got to do some of that. Uh,
1: but I when I moved here to New York, uh, I moved at like the end of 2016 and I I started picking up film and shooting film. Um my uncle gave me a film camera and it was like I started shooting with that and there's so small room for error um, and because you're paying for a roll of film, you know like it's whatever eight eight nine dollars for a roll you have thirty six pictures then once you're done, if you're not developing yourself, you're taking it to a lab and paying like whatever thirteen dollars to like twenty one dollars whatever whichever lab you go to, there's a big range but getting it developed and scanned like what is it your cost is like 30 dollars for 36 pictures like you can't mess up right so it's like i already had a very uh good foundation technically but i really i think compositionally i had no idea what i was doing i was just like oh this looks cool you know that looks cool whatever and like i would take all these pictures and you know you get them back and it's like oh shit like i'm I don't even know what I'm
0: yeah. About. yeah, yeah, this
1: doesn't look good, yeah, um, so that was a big push because financially, like it's not affordable to be taking pictures on film, you know, that's just like i mean for me for some people it is, but you know, I'm not like swimming in it at the moment to, <laughs> to shoot as much as I did, although like I've, over the years it's been I don't even want to calculate thousands of dollars on on all these pictures, but you know, just that was a big push, being here, and and I would, be, for a while, it was like every single day in New York, like, um, I was working, I got a job at the North Face, and I was working there, like, basically full-time, but on the days that I had off, every single day, I would get on the train, go to Manhattan, or go to some part of Brooklyn or Queens or whatever, and just walk around no destination in mind, like, nothing. I didn't want anything except to walk around and take pictures because, you know, I'm new to the city. I want to get to know it and, um, you know, like, develop my skills. And I think that was it, just, like, going and taking pictures and receiving something back. It's like, okay, I like this. I hate this. I can improve here. I need to do less of this, more of that, whatever. Just, like, self-critiquing yeah um and and then just like you know google like looking (laughs) at all these different photographers that i like yeah understanding like okay this is what they're doing compositionally because that's that's more i think that does more than anything else is your composition Mm -hmm. like a strong composition Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know just moving to the right or to the left or backing up will change everything yeah um yeah which is still something I'm working on. I feel like my composition is, uh, I'm still trying to get there. I think I will never get there, but yeah. I, it will just continue to,
0: you know. Be a work in progress. <laughs> Dude, that's. But yeah,
1: I think I think that's it.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, and there's something kind of fun about that too, right? Like the journey, right? I mean. Yeah. Being able to say that you know what you need to improve on. And I feel the same way with you know, Edward Joyner with this podcast, with anything that you do, like you're at a a point right now where how old are you, 23 or Mm -hmm. you're 23 years old, like imagine when you're 33, like imagine how much more skilled a 10-year-old version of you will be, and that's, I'm I'm really excited about that for myself, but and for you too, because I just know how talented you are um, and and how much time you put into it, and so it's going to be really fun to see. Um, let's talk a little bit about you keep mentioning that you are you look up other photographers what are some other photographers that you look at and you're like okay this is a guy i want to kind of study more or people you're a fan of yeah um there's a lot there's a lot um i actually i wrote down a few just to keep it concise so yeah. i don't ramble
1: but uh <laughs> there's one of my favorites is gary winogrand um He he was born in the Bronx, um, and he was, like, one of the first really prolific, like, street photographers. Um, And, you know, a lot of people coined, you know, like, the snapshot aesthetic from this guy. Because, I mean, if you watch videos of him taking photos, there's Mm -hmm. a funny one of him in, like, L.A., And he's just standing there, and it looks... He's, like, fidgeting with his camera as if he doesn't know what's in his hand, you know. But he very well knows this, like, the back of his hand. Like, he could do this with his eyes closed. But he's, like, fidgeting, and there's people walking, like, right next to him. And he just, like, quickly puts it up, takes a picture, and, like, next. You know, he's winding film, taking pictures. By the time this guy realizes that he took pictures, he's already taken, like, four. This saw a manual thing, (laughs) like, index and thumb, and he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, But anyways when you look at this guy's pictures it's like for me it's like damn
0: like i wish i wish i saw that you know what i mean like yeah because he makes
1: you realize like when you're out on the street especially here in new york i mean it you're you're a pedestrian more so than anywhere else here in the city and you see a lot of crazy things um and I feel like here, you know, it kind of desensitizes you and and maybe you don't pay attention to everything as much as you should, or not should, but could.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just
0: like some of the things that he sees, it's just like, this guy knows how to look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when he's walking down the street, it's like, there's nothing that's passing him. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's nothing
1: that's getting by and, yeah. you know, he's, he's grasping it all in and it, sometimes it's very humorous it's serious it can be like politically he could be politically aware he could be you know just it's just crazy there's a picture of him uh or the picture he, a picture that he took in la on like sunset boulevard he's shot like predominantly black and white as well um this is also like 60s 70s 80s yeah 50s 60s 70s right um and and this these girls are walking down sunset. The sun is behind them. So there's these, and it's like kind of parallel with us. So it's like, you know, like 5, 6 p.m. kind of sunset. Yeah. And so the shadows are really long. Mm. So he's standing, the girls are walking toward them. And so the street is on his right, and there's a guy in a wheelchair on the left, like homeless. Yeah. He's holding a sign, but he's in the shadow. Huh. And these girls are walking, and like the sun is going through them, and these legs are making these like crazy crisscross shadows. Yeah. And it's just like the contrast of what's going on is like, you know, these beautiful women, this homeless sun. guy yeah. in LA, he's getting everything in one, and like you feel it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's... So, him, <laughs> he's one. <laughs> uh, a guy that kind of came up with him is Lee Friedlander, who's still alive. Um, he was like born in 1934. He started taking pictures in like 1948 and he's still been making amazing work, like amazing work, like lots of beautiful self-portraits, lots of like road trips, like the American road trip. He's, he's done it very well. Um, he's amazing. Robert Adams is like one of my favorites. He's, he's actually, I, I found out about him because i was like trying to see if we've had any like great photographers come from colorado yeah (laughs) he's not from colorado
0: he's from new jersey right but he moved
1: there when he was like 15 and he's made amazing work and it's like all about the west and actually you should check him out because a lot of his work is about uh the environment
0: yeah that'd be awesome and he's like He's an older guy, a lot of his all of his
1: stuff is black and white. Mm. But he was part of this exhibition at the moment called New Topographics. And it was like this new way of taking landscape photos. And it's like it's not I don't know how familiar you are
0: with like Ansel Adams. Are you familiar with Ansel Adams? It rings a bell, but I'm not he's, quite familiar, yeah.
1: He's like the classic, like, landscape photographer. Mm,
0: okay. Right. So yeah. He came up with,
1: like, the zone system. Anyway, not to go too deep. But <laughs> this guy is, like, you know, very picturesque, like pictures of Yosemite. Right. Uh, so, like, if you've seen old pictures, old black and white pictures of, like, the Yosemite, it's, mm-hmm. it's like Ansel Adams. Okay. So, at that time, you have this kind of movement called, like, F64, which is, like, super sharp, very detailed, like, perfect photos. Oh, wow. And then you have the guys that are, like, Robert Adams, who are, like, taking pictures of, like, new developments in Colorado Springs and, like, the suburbs that are, like, you know, they're destroying this earth to build these new developments and, like, deforestation and things like that, like getting rid of cottonwood trees. Wow. that are so, you know, native yeah. to Colorado. It's Robert Adams. Um, I'll definitely. Then, uh, Jason Lee. You know, My Name is Earl, that show? Yeah, yep. So, so Jason Lee is a great photographer. He's, like, the star of that show. I actually never watched
0: no it. No way.
1: He's an amazing photographer.
0: No way. I would have never... I didn't... Yeah, I wouldn't even click. Like, what the heck? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. But he's one of my favorites. And then um, and then I have here William Eggleston. William Eggleston is, like, one of the pioneers of color photography. Mm-hmm. Um, he also came up, you know, around the 60s, 70s. Right. And at that time, it's, like... Color photography is only being shot, you know, strictly for advertisements. So if you're a photographer and you're a serious photographer, you're not shooting color. Tom. That's, like, the thought. But he was, like, seriously shooting color. He's from Memphis. Mm. Um, and at this time, like, all color film is, is a slide film. So it's reversal. So it's So the colors are more saturated. They're very, like, punchy and... Mm. and you know, the beautiful colors. Right. Um, and the curator at the MoMA actually gave him... this the first color solo show of any serious art institution. Wow. And, like, John Sarkowski was the curator, and he gave William Eggleston this show, um, and he got a lot of shit for it. And I was, like, <laughs> way ahead of its time.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: but he's one of my favorites, too. That's Those super... Were, like, some of my inspiration.
0: That's super cool. And, like, I think when you describe all these different styles, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I think, because people haven't, obviously when they're listening to this, they don't know. Like, can you describe, like, what, like, you're taking in all these other photographer styles and, like, making, you know, your own version of it, right? In in a sense. Like, how would you describe what you do, right? I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Because that's, you, you bring up a good... Yeah, I mean you synthesize that pretty well it's just like I love all of these different types of you know and I love the black and white stuff and the color stuff and I like portraits I like the landscapes and I, I I like to shoot everything you know like mm. I was shooting a lot of street stuff when I was here and then for a time I was like not taking any pictures in New York and like kind of out of it but like, I would go back to Colorado to see my family, and then I would shoot more than I have in, like, the past six months, in, like, two weeks. Wow. So then, like, I have a landscape kind of kick, I guess, if you want to call that. Um, but I don't even know. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I like everything. That's Like, okay. I'll shoot portraits of my friends or, or Sydney, my girlfriend, or, yeah. you know, go to Colorado or California and take, like, landscapes and I
0: guess daily life. I'm a photographer of, of daily, life. A daily, life. <laughs> Gershift, daily. Life. daily life. David Gershiff, daily life, daily. There's a play on words with that somewhere, but well, something. I'm not, it's so, there. something. All right, so let's <laughs> let's move more to kind of what you do professionally. Um, okay. Uh for those who don't know as well, David, you're still currently on MS team AOD, right? Yeah. Um, one of the brands that I talk about often and one of the brands I'm a huge fan of artistically and quality wise in terms of what they bring to uh, fashion and they're just a brand that's on the rise and I really love them and a lot of people do. Um, So David, tell us about your current role at ALD and um, how working with the company has helped you grow as a photographer.
1: Yeah, so my role now is uh... Uh, the title is like editorial production manager so i I produce our photo shoots um, so basically it's like from the creative you know inception like understanding what Teddy wants to do for, or portray or whatever right. um, which, Sometimes it's very consistent, like our lookbook shoots and campaign, or our, our lookbook shoots, and then it's like sometimes it's very different, like our campaigns. That's where we really get creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like understanding what we want to achieve creatively, and then just putting that together, like assembling the team. So for campaigns, it's typically, and and we we typically work with the same people, so my job is made it easy that way. You right. know, I'm not looking for photographers and videographers we know what works for us and and we were consistent with them which is you know why we've had consistent imagery for like five six years yeah it works well it does um but yeah you know like when it comes to like a women's editorial i do get a little bit of that creative freedom and, and get to do some casting And you know i've casted some of my friends like dom green we shot her um, for fall winter 19. Mm. um, And that was awesome. You know, I was like, that's the dream. Right. It's, like I met one of my best friends in school at FIT and his girlfriend is done and she's a model and I was like, yo, perfect. Like she looks sick. Let's cast her. I, you know, I have some of the leverage where I can get her to to work with us and it's just like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, I never thought that I would be doing this like this wasn't something honestly that I wanted to do um but it happened and I learned a lot um how it's helped me as a photographer I mean I'm not interested in doing commercial work like uh no let me rephrase I'm not (laughs) I'm not not interested in doing commercial work I'm not interested in doing like the studio commercial work because to me, I don't, it, it kind of takes like the soul out of it for me. Like, um,
0: um, like the stuff on a white backdrop. I don't, I don't care for that. That's right. not really it for me, but it has
1: taught me about, um, you know, just how to, how to work as a team because, you know, in a photo shoot, there's so much, so much that goes into it. Like I would love, for it to be simpler. (laughs) But, (laughs) but you know, there's the styling, there's creative direction, there's just the overall mood, like in the studio, which is affected by so many different things. There is, you know, you want the photographer and his team to be happy. You want, um, the creative part of the brand to be happy. You want like the clothes to be right. You, you know, like it's, it's so much. So it's definitely taught me about that side of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's helped me as I'm taking photos. Um, But when I did start, like, prior to this role, I was working at the shop and, like, just, like, got promoted. But prior to me producing, I was, like, for a few shoots, I was just shooting BTS, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, Mm -hmm. which is what I really wanted to do. That was, like, the one thing that I wanted to do on set. right? Um, Because there's a guy... Who's been shooting the BTS for ALB. Um, his name is Derek Balarezzo. Mm. Great photographer. He's, he's super good at what he does. Awesome. But he's been shooting the BTS, and like when I would walk into the old ALB store on Mott Street, they would print out a book. So, new season, new book. And it would be all of the looks, or not all, but most of the looks. And then BTS. And it's like the BTS was so good because you get to see everything. Yeah. You get to see you know like teddy looking at the tethering screen you get to see andrew jacobs the photographer you get to see this whole setup and it's like i don't care about the final product i've already seen that yeah i like like i want to see the mood the feeling like i want to see what goes into that yeah because that's where the interest is for me um so that's what i started doing and like my style and their style it's different and and you know i was capturing uh just like I, I came at it with a different mindset because you know like he's already doing what he's doing so well. Uh-huh. So like I'm not trying to replicate. And so like I would take <laughs> I would take these photos. I'd be shooting on like a roll of lights, which is actually I might have it right here. Um but it's this like old, you know, manual camera. Oh
0: wow. Oh my and
1: gosh. I'd be shooting this thing and it's like a super fast paced environment. But I I took the opportunity to like slow it down. At the end of the shoot, I would like assemble everybody and just like like everyone. Like everyone from the ALD team, the photographer, the lighting assistants, the assistants, like Teddy, whoever. Anyway. And I would like take pictures of the whole crew at the end. And it's like this cool behind the scenes that I mean none of it has ever been shown. Like nobody's ever seen these photos except for like me and a few other people. Right. But it's this cool like view of the inside um that I love i, I yeah that's I, was, so I don't time. know if I'm answering your question,
0: no, yeah, you're doing great, say- no seriously, like I because that's so cool, I mean, like what like I think that your perspective on that aspect is is really interesting because um I mean, I was. You know, I was expecting your answer to be something different, but you gave me the, the, you know, the realness of it. And I think that's really cool. Like you enjoy the behind the scenes and I think that there's something really powerful about that and unique to yourself. I think, I think a lot of people don't know that either. Um, You know what, everything that really goes into, you know, the entire production cycle for, for products or for photography or for anything like that. So I I think people will get a, a lot of value from, from that, the story you just gave. I think that's really cool. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think BTS is cool. I mean, for a lot of brands, you don't see
0: it. Yeah, you just don't. We um, don't post it
1: online either. Yeah. Like, you would have to be at the store and look through that book. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. So, um, cool. Let's talk about some projects that you've done. It, it can be ALD related. It can just be personal. Um, projects that you've always enjoyed doing, or not always enjoyed doing, projects that you've enjoyed doing um, mm-hmm. over... The last couple of years or however long you want to quantify it
1: yeah i mean i could i could give you uh one personal and then one ald but mm-hmm. so one thing that i mean back to the whole nerding out you know like if i get interested I, I just try to go as deep as possible and find out as much as i can so through that i've you know, since childhood, read a lot of like biographies, consumed a lot of interviews um and I guess this goes in with the behind the scenes thing. It's just like I like to know more about people and learn about you know if they're great, how they got great, if they had a tremendous downfall, what happened there like just learning just learning about people and so interviews are something that I consume a lot of um so being here, I was like. There's a bunch of people that I want to know more about, but, like, maybe they're not, you know, as popular yet or or big enough. So, why don't I do the interviews? Like, I can't find the interview. Like, maybe I'll do it. I guess similar thing to what you're doing now.
0: Great idea. Yeah, seriously. (laughs)
1: Um, I, so... This is, this is something that I don't think I will ever finish, this
0: project. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ongoing. Just because there's always something to
1: find out, and someone new doing something cool. Um, but I called it The Study. And I've only done three. <laughs> I started it last year. But they're, like, really long conversations that I do with people. Yeah. Um, and... You know, like, the first one was, you know, the brand Noah? Yep. Yeah, so so I would go in there, like, every week when I just moved in here um, and became friendly with this guy, Jason, who eventually became the store manager, and, like, he was the first one. Um, And then I did one with this guy, Chris, uh, Christopher Smith. Mm -hmm. He's a, a stylist and a model here, and he's, like, he's young and he's, like, murdering. And he's just, Dude, like, very awesome. inspirational um, and just an interesting guy. And then the third one, which I do, it's already been like a year. I like got busy, very busy after that, so <laughs> I haven't done it anymore. But is a uh, Cam Hicks, who is a great photographer and who's become like a good friend of mine actually approached him for the first time at noah when i just moved here i was just like yo appreciate what you're doing <laughs> but it turned into you know like a good friendship and when i sat down with him listen it, it just takes a long time to do it to do it the way i'm doing it right because it's not a podcast like i'm voice recording yeah these conversations that are like three hours long and i'm typing everything out wow and yeah taking their picture
0: yeah it's a lot of work so
1: like it's a lot of work. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a project that I want to continue doing, and there's so many people that I would still like to interview. And, yeah, so the study.
0: The study. And then another,
1: I, the my favorite thing I worked on for the brand, I think is, yeah, it, it's the New Balance campaign. We shot upstate for... We released a 990 V2 and a 990 V5. Yep. You, you know the ones.
0: Yep, I got the V5. I I had it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was beautiful. So, it was really well done.
1: That was like my favorite thing we worked on because, um, I mean that's the first like campaign
0: I worked on. Yeah. Which I
1: was like, hell yeah!
0: <laughs> I bet so, that was like you're like yes, let's go. <laughs> and
1: and the team that we worked with, it was like, it was. Awesome. And also just like, it's the process is loose. You know, Mm. we know what we want. It's like, okay, we need realistically like five images, right? Yeah, that's all you need. Maybe more. Yeah. And then uh, we're going in there and we're looking for a video. Like it's either a 30 second video or or it's a one minute video. There's two shoes. There's all this apparel. Let's figure it out. And so we went upstate to this house. Um, and the team was uh director slash photographer, this guy Harrison Boyce, mm-hmm. who is he's a great director. This dude is he definitely has an eye. Um he directs a like a lot of like Nigel Sylvester stuff, like he has a Go series where they really, like travel the earth and like, wow. direct these and they shoot these videos and so he he directs that kind of stuff. And there's the videographer, which I, I just met him then, was Zach's guy. And this dude is, like,
0: he's a fucking beast. Next like, level. That dude I had, like, the utmost pleasure working with. It was yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. Just super nice, down-to-earth,
1: like, amazing at what he does. Like, he was helping me take the trash out of the house. and like, dude. also, like, taking, like, these beautiful videos and, so, him, and then there's this guy who he's been working on the imagery side of ALD for a while, Jay Goulian. Mm. And I'm like the youngest one there, and Teddy, and the model, Marco. And like, I'm the youngest one there by far. And I was just like, this
0: is so sick. Dude, <laughs> I'm that's amazing. All this stuff. Like, we're staying at this house, and it
1: like, Definitely stressful situation. We're shooting a campaign. I'm in charge of like there's no heat in this house. I'm making the fire to like warm us all up. Jeez. I'm steaming all the clothes. I was up to like three A. M. Like steaming all these clothes in this bedroom. <laughs> this like old wooden rickety house with like spiders all over the place. Dude. And it was just like I'm it was a great experience because it was super organic. Mm. It was flowing, like I had some creative input. Which felt good, and you know the the video that we came out with for that project, I still think is the best thing we've ever done.
0: Fire, it was fire.
1: Um, obviously I'm very biased because
0: <laughs> I worked on it. Of course. And I was there, um, but it's just like I don't know. I like you can watch that. There's no there's no voice. Mm-hmm. Like
1: nobody's talking. Nothing. It's just piano it's the visuals and like for me like you feel something
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like i watch that and i'm i'm feeling it but we also like you know there's a little bit of a narrative yeah but yeah that's that those are the two two of my
0: favorite projects, projects. dude that's awesome and i just want to say i'm i'm really proud of you man cuz that's just like i mean what else can i say that like that's just so cool to like I mean, I'm a huge fan of the brand. There's a ton of people who are huge fans of the brand. And just kind of getting this, you kind of get to lift the veil a little bit and just learn a little bit about everything that goes into it from your perspective. And, I, dude, I'm just proud of you. I don't know. There's nothing else I can say about it. It's just really, really cool. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Right, thank you. It's, it's awesome. Um, so, you know, you kind of mentioned the study, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Not kind of. You did mention the study. Uh, is there anything else <laughs> exactly? It's 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 ongoing, I, and I I know there's something else because, obviously, I have you on on social media and kind of see what you're doing. But what what other projects are you currently working on right now? I and and maybe I'm thinking about something that's already passed. but I know there's something that you were recently doing that I thought was really cool. Um, that I was hoping you could speak on. Um, I don't know
1: what what is.
0: It was like it was something about you. Got, it was you and a couple other photographers. You get weren't you guys like selling some? Oh, oh, the print sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So that was that kind of
1: just hit me out of nowhere. I have a so I went to FIT for a year, mm-hmm. a fashion institute of technology, to mm-hmm. um, so study photography, and I met some friends over there. Um, which is, you know, everybody who's involved with this is, is are, are people I met there. But I have a friend, Sabrina, and her mom just recently passed away. Oh, wow. And she's like, you know, that's just like the worst thing anybody could ever go
0: through. Like, so I was very, uh, you know, it sucks. Yeah, it's like, tough. Was,
1: you know. Yeah, there's nothing there's else, nothing else say. to say. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But then... It, like throughout school, there was like the small group of us who kind of you know thought a little bit differently, did work a little bit differently, and like we we formed a little friendship, so it's like me, Sabrina, uh, my friend Johnny, uh, this kid this guy Nate, and this guy Kasim, and so I just like started a little group chat with those guys, and I was like, "Hey, we'll start a little print sale because her friends started to go fund me for her. And, like, you know, times are a little tough right now. Some people are out of work. A lot of people are collecting unemployment, like, yeah. very unknown things. And she has to deal with this financial situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, listen, we all do cool stuff. We all have very different styles. Um, and I see an opportunity to make some money for her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I never really wanted to sell my own prints. That's never been something I really thought about. Like, I don't have the following for that. I don't think people really care to buy my stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's never been something that crossed my mind, but you know, like a Johnny's a little bit more, uh, I guess out there than, than the rest of us. And this guy, cause he shoots like Joey badass and shit like that. Like, yeah. A Johnny's getting like cool Nike commercial work. So they have like these stronger followings. And so I was like, with all of us, we, combined have very good work combined have a decent amount of following and even if we sell one print you know it's helpful that's amazing yeah (laughs) like that's another 20 dollars that's going to her rather than not yeah um so yeah we just like put a bunch of prints up there and uh yeah, we raised some money. It feels really good because Dude, that's awesome. you know I I can't wait to just send this all to her and ease 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 things up for her a little bit. I mean, I hope um, because the worst thing to go through, I guess, is the mental
0: hardship as a well lot. as the financial. Yeah. So yeah,
1: But yeah. I don't know how long we're gonna have that up. It's definitely dried down a little bit because like we haven't promoted as much. But the first day was like really good. The second day too. Where we're at, like. A few hundred bucks so it'll, awesome. it'll be cool um, I think maybe Sunday will be our last day we just discussed in this group chat but yeah that's it was a little unexpected thing no <laughs> I, I hope we can do some good and I appreciate everybody who's ordered it's, it's
0: so cool I never thought somebody would buy a print but it's it's for a much bigger cause No, yeah, I think it's really important, and yeah, I looked into it, and I think it's really noble what you guys are doing, and um, obviously, someone who's gone through a lot, that's really beautiful um, and touching that you guys care enough to do something for one of your friends. Um, And you said it's going to end on Sunday, so probably by the time this podcast goes live, it'll probably be done, Um, but I mean, potentially, if it's still available, where can people find it at? Instagram
1: it's just like in my bio and my Instagram is at David <laughs> So it'll be there.
0: Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll leave it up a little longer. I just you know there's I'm we're the ones running it. So yeah, exactly. You
0: you get to decide.
1: There's no deadline. But um yeah it's there. Sweet. But other than that, I'm not working I mean I'm not,
0: like, not working on projects, project, but I'm not, like, working on a project. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Like, my refrigerator
1: is full of, like, I don't know, like, 40 rolls of film that oh, I gosh. still need to send out for, like, development. So, I don't even know. That's a lot of photos.
0: That is like, a lot of photos.
1: Maybe a thousand. Maybe more than a few thousand Jeez. photos. Jeez. So, like, there's something there. There's definitely something. Mm. And it, there's stuff from, like, last year in Colorado to, like, last month in California.
0: So... Mm. Mm. We'll see. I think there's some sort of body of work. Sweet right dude. There. Sweet. Well, but yeah. I I enjoyed you being on the podcast, man. I, I truly appreciated you coming on and I mean you, you went deep. It kind of it speaks to your personality. Like you, you really dive into the things uh that you're interested in. I'm glad you took an interest to being on the podcast <laughs> and of course. Um, it was good seeing you it's been a long time hopefully yeah, we get to see each other again after all these quarantine days and and yeah. the state of the world and whatnot um you mentioned your your instagram is there anywhere else people can find your work at man or can you think of anything if not um that's fine i'll obviously link everything that you say down below but um i, I did want to just say thank you as well um
1: yeah thank you as well i appreciate you having me and uh Definitely proud of what you're doing. This is crazy. Like, the hardest thing, I guess, is to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. this is, it's sick. So, good work. <laughs> and, <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, I wasn't expecting you to, like, start a brand. It's just, like, yeah, we of also course. haven't talked so much over, over the years, but... Good shit. I I wish you the best. I think it'll take off really, really well. Thank you. Like the consistency that you've been putting out is crazy. Like, and I assume you guys are a two-person team.
0: Yep. And you get murdering. You guys got website, podcasts, like audio, visuals, everything's coming out. Yeah, we trying to do it, man. I got my partner, partner to the to the right of me, to the left of me, whatever. But um. Yeah, dude, yeah, we're we're trying to get it. You. We're trying to get it, man. But um,
1: yeah. But if you want to see any of my photos, I guess Instagram. And then I have a website which has a little. It has more photos than on my Instagram. It's just davidgoodridge dot com. Um, and there's like some of the ALD stuff on there too. Sweet. But yeah, man, keep it up. Good Appreciate work. It. I hope you and your family stay healthy. Yeah. And thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you, bro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gain some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.